Welcome to the Lifehouse Message Podcast. Please make sure to follow or subscribe to this so that you can get all the latest messages. We hope that you are inspired, empowered, and encouraged by the message today. Let's enjoy. Hey guys, really excited to be able to share today's message with you all. We have just entered a new month, the month of March. Can you believe it? We're already in the third month of 2023. Time is flying by so fast. And this year, the theme for Lifehouse is closer, closer to God. So let me read this scripture with you all, which is the theme for this year. Psalm 16, verse 11. It says, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures in your right hand. And so last month, we talked about closer to joy. This month, we're talking about closer to generosity. Come on. And so I think, you know, noticing a little pattern here with our closer to theme and all that stuff. But I'm really excited to be able to share this story with you today. There's a great Bible story about a a little boy that gives a little piece of what he had that impacted thousands of people. And so I'm really excited to share this story with you all today. But first, the message title, and that is, Do I Have Enough for a Miracle? See, sometimes we ask ourselves, am I good enough? Can I really do this? Do I really have enough? What can I do to help others? What I can do is maybe just a small drop in the bucket. But that small drop in a bucket can have a massive effect, as I'm going to share with you all today. But first of all, who enjoys giving? Who enjoys giving gifts? Everyone in the studio raised their hand. Well, you know what? I did my uh, gift, not gift assessment, your love language assessment. Have you ever done your love language assessment? There's five of them. It's really interesting to see. Uh, But my main love language was quality time. As long as I can spend time with the person that I love, I'm pretty happy. Like, it is what it is. And uh, at the, the bottom of those, that list of five was gifts giving gifts. Now, it's not that I don't enjoy receiving gifts, (laughs) but it's not necessarily my love language to give gifts. Now, of course, I will. And for Valentine's, I I did. And it was a a happy time for both of us. But (laughs) giving, generosity, it is a really big part of what God has called us to do on this earth. And so I want to encourage you all with this incredible story in the Bible. So, a little background of this story. Basically, what's going to happen is the story is called Jesus Feeds the 5,000. But I want to flesh this story out because every detail in this story is so interesting and it helps us dive in and understand even more about what was actually happening when this whole thing was happening. And so, what was going on is Jesus and his disciples, they would go back and forth across this big lake called the Sea of Galilee. And on the, the western side of the lake uh, was a more predominantly Jewish community, a lot more Jewish people living there. On the eastern side of the lake was still Jewish people, but there was also other people that were mixed in and part of that community as well. And funny enough, some of our favorite characters in the Bible, such as Peter, his brother Andrew, and another one of the disciples, Philip, they all actually came from that area where Jesus ends up feeding this multitude of people. Isn't that interesting? And so as we understand these things, uh, we, we get to see how the story unfolds. 
And so what happens is a massive crowd of people hear Jesus is going to get on the other side of the lake. And so all these people rush to get to where Jesus was going with his disciples in the boat to the lake. And they arrive there before Jesus. So when Jesus gets off the boat, boom, there's stacks and stacks of people, thousands of people waiting eager to receive a word from Jesus, to receive a teaching from Jesus, to see maybe Jesus heal somebody or set somebody free. There was such an electric atmosphere, an atmosphere of anticipation and excitement. And it says when Jesus in John chapter 6 verse 5, when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for all these people to eat? Now, why did he turn to Philip, right? Because out of, he had 12 disciples, so he could have chose any one of those 12, but he chooses Philip of all people. And I think it's because Philip was a local boy. He was from that area. He knew what kind of stores were around, what kind of uh, things were available to maybe buy, to maybe eat. So he turns to Philip with a little wink, wink in his eye. And he's like, uh, so Philip, you're, you're a local boy. So, so what are we going to do? How are we going to feed all these people because it says that there was 5,000 people there. But actually it doesn't say people. It says 5,000 men were there, which means there was probably 5,000 women there. And let's say every family, let's say all these people are families, then every family has at least two kids. That's at least 20,000 people was gathered in this moment. That is a lot of people. And you know what? I actually think it's more than 20,000 because families back then had a lot of children. We're talking four, five, six kids per family. So this could have been anywhere up to 30,000 people. That's nuts. In Japan, we have an arena called Saitama Super Arena. That's how many people, we might get a little photo up here. That's how many people was here. This is an arena type situation. Thousands, a sea of people. And Jesus turns to Philip and says, so Philip, how are we, we going to feed these people, Philip? <laughs> and so it says, verse 6, he asked this only to test him for Jesus already had in mind what he was going to do. So Jesus is kind of, I feel like he's kind of teasing Philip. Like I said, a bit of a wink, wink. Jesus knows he's about to do something great, but he wants to include Philip in this miracle. Isn't that great? So Philip answers him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one of these to have a bite. So Philip is, you can see, he's a very practical thinker, very logical thinker. Maybe one of those kind of like problem-solving type of guys. He likes to see the issue, think practically how we're going to solve this issue. And so he starts talking about money. But Jesus didn't talk about money. That's not how he, he asked Philip. He didn't, he didn't say, how much is it going to cost to feed all these people? He said, how is it that we're going to feed these people? I feel like... Jesus was asking Philip in a sense that he wanted Philip to say, I don't know, Jesus, wink, wink, you tell me. But Philip doesn't do that. He goes, calculation mode. He's like, okay, well, you see, there's going to be like 30,000 people here. And I know all the stores and the stores cost this and the bread cost this and the fish cost this. It's going to half a year's wages. So Philip goes into full like analytic mode. And Jesus is like, I think Jesus is kind of like smiling and kind of like laughing to himself. He's just like, classic, classic Philip. Like, come on, bro. And then it says, verse 8, Another of his disciples, Andrew, 
Simon Peter's brother spoke up. Remember, Andrew and Peter were also local boys. They were from this same area. He said, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? And so this is what I imagine, all right? This is not in the Bible. This is just like how I imagine this story. I think Andrew and Peter and Philip, they probably knew a lot of the people that was there because they're from the same area. So they probably would have seen these people. They might have grown up together with some of these people. So Andrew probably knew quite a lot of these people. And this is what I imagine happening. I think in Andrew's mind that he was going around asking people, who has some food? Hey, Tommy, do you have some food? Hey, Joe, do you have some food? Hey, my guy, <laughs> do you have some food? Like he was probably going and maybe asking these people. And I think he might have known this little boy, or at least maybe he knew this little boy's family. So maybe he came up to him and he's like, hey, I don't know, Bob. <laughs> I don't know why the little boy's name is Bob. But he's like, hey, would you happen to have some food? And the boy said, yes, I do. My mum actually gave me five small loaves. This is not like, when we think loaf, we think like a big fat bread. But these are like probably small, probably like little breads, right? And he said, I have five small loaves and two small fish. And it's also said that these are barley loaves, which barley was cheaper than wheat, which lets me know that maybe this little boy was not from a super wealthy family. Maybe he was from a, just, a, just a regular family or maybe a family that didn't have such a high income. And so this little boy with his special bento box that his mum made with love, made with caring for her son, He's sitting there, got his chopsticks out, ready to eat. Andrew's like, hey, buddy, I see you got some food there. But I think Andrew, maybe he asked him, hey, Jesus is hungry. Maybe not even thinking. Maybe in Andrew's mind, as long as I can feed Jesus, then we're going to get a win today. I don't think Andrew was thinking about all of these people. So maybe he came to the boy and said, hey, would you be willing to give that food to Jesus? Because I think if that was the case, the little boy would have said, yeah, I want to bless Jesus. I want to help Jesus. Because this little boy, he does offer up his food. I don't think Andrew said, hey, would you be able to give that so that we can feed 5,000, 2,000, 20,000, 30,000 people? The little boy was like, what are you talking about? But Andrew said, maybe, maybe, this is my imagination, yeah. But maybe. He said, hey, would, would you be willing to, to give your lunch to Jesus? And the little boy agrees which is pretty amazing because the fact that it says a boy means that this this boy was under 12 years old because when you became a man you're about 12 or, or so in that age range and you had this this big celebration a coming of age celebration so this boy was young maybe 10 years old something like that i don't know many young boys that would want to share their food because I, i'm 30 years old and i don't like sharing my food so <laughs> so i'm super impressed by the heart of this little boy. And so Peter, uh, Andrew comes with this little boy to Jesus. And he says, this little boy is willing to offer this food, but, but what can we do for the rest of these people? Jesus says, have the people sit down. And there was plenty of grass in that place. And they all sat down. It says about 5,000 men were there. But again, we're talking like 20, 30,000 people in general, which is also funny because there was somebody counting the people there. Right? I imagine like Matthew over here, he's like, one, two, three, four, five, 
counts. <laughs> like, he's counting the people. Who counted the people? That's amazing. So anyways, 5,000 men at least were there. It says, then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed those who were seated as much as they wanted. And he did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with pieces of five barley loaves left over and of those to, uh, left over by those who had eaten. Come on. This is an incredible story. And these baskets were not like little baskets. These were like big two-hander, I gotta kind of put my back into it to carry type of baskets. There was 12 baskets. There was 12 disciples. What happened to the baskets afterwards? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe each disciple got a basket. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. But again, this is just like my imagination. But what I would like to think is that Andrew, since he took that little boy's that food, and the little boy did eat, obviously, because everyone ate until they were satisfied. But what I would like to think is that Andrew took his basket and took it to that little boy's home and gave it to that little boy and his family and said, thank you for sharing. Your little bit of generosity caused the massive miracle. That's what like, you know, that's how I see the story going down. I like, that would be amazing if that was true. I wish the Bible would tell us more about some of these stories. But you know, I like to imagine as well. So that's kind of how I imagine this story going down is that maybe Andrew gave back to that family a whole basket of bread. Wouldn't that be an incredible miracle? So today we're talking about how can I make a difference? How can I be generous? Do I have enough to make a miracle happen? And I think as we look at this story, I got a few quick points for us to take away from. So the first thing that I wanna say is that we all need to realize that there is something we can give right now. Like I said, that little boy, first of all, he was a little boy, so he didn't have any income. <laughs> and he had just his own lunch, just his own lunch. And it wasn't like a rich man's lunch. It was a very modest, humble lunch. And with what he had, he was willing to give that to somebody else. A small boy. Like I said, how many young children want to share? Most kids are like, mine, mine. Or like, like I said, like myself, like I I'm not the biggest fan of sharing. Like, why do you want my fries? I would literally buy you another fries. Do you need to eat my own fries? <laughs> we have this, this back and forth, me and Melissa sometimes. And I think, you know, we, we can both agree that I've gotten better. But uh, there is a funny story that she loves telling every time when we talk to people about sharing food. And that is when we were dating, I ordered a burger, she ordered a salad, classic Monty Melissa meal, salad burger. And so I eat my burger first and I leave the fries and all, you know, this is great fries. But sometimes in Japan, I don't know about other countries, but in Japan, let's just say sometimes the serving of fries is not that generous. Okay, so especially if it's like wedges, right? If you get like string fries, you get a little bit more, but like wedges, you don't get much. So maybe I had like five or six like little fat wedges and I'm like, I'm excited to eat these. And I could see Melissa like looking at my wedges and I was like, if I don't ask her, 
it's gonna be trouble, so I'ma just offer something, okay? So I say, I looked at her, I was like, do you want one? And she was like, no, 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 it's okay. And maybe I got a little bit carried away and in my excitement, I maybe let out a little victory, like, yes. Like, <laughs> a little, like, yes. And she was shocked. She, was, she looked at me that face like, what do you mean? Yes, like you just, <laughs> and so it became a great story afterwards. Needless to say, I did share, but I didn't want to. <laughs> but I offered it, I offered it, all right? Guys, I'm only human, okay? And since then, I have learned my lesson because she tells all of our friends that that story is one of her favorites. <laughs> Anyways, the point is, we all have something right now. You may not think that you have much. You may not think that there is much in your bank account, but we're not talking about bank account. You, as yourself right now, has so much to offer. Whether that's your time, it could be some something from your bank account, some some finance that you've accumulated, or yeah, like time, your, your words, your love, your actions, what you do for people, you have so much to offer and we can't even comprehend that sometimes those things has such a massive impact on those people's lives. Just saying, you look good today. You're doing good today. Hey, I believe in you. Hey, you're doing well. Hey, let me help you. Hey, why don't you come over and we can talk about some stuff. Like these are small things. But these small things can add up and these small things can impact one person, two people, 50, 100. Like we don't even know sometimes the impact of our words, of our actions, of our finance that these things have on other people. It is an incredible thing that God does with a willing heart. So I think we need to first of all understand that the amount doesn't matter, but there is something that we all right now have that we could use to bless somebody else. So let's be like that little boy willing to be able to say, yeah, I have, I have something. It's not much, but I'm willing to give it to Jesus. And that's the second thing I want to say is that we need to have a heart to bring what we have to Jesus. I think a good question that we could ask ourselves, if I was giving this to Jesus, would I do it? right? If I was to give my time, my, my words, my actions, my, my anything, if it was giving it directly to, if Jesus was standing right here, would I give that to him? And I think most of us would say, yeah, like I want to, I want to give to Jesus. I want to, I want to be able to do that. And that's the heart I think this little boy had. Like I said, I don't know for sure. It's just in my own head canon, but I, I really see the story going down of Andrew saying like, Hey buddy, maybe, you know, Jesus is hungry and maybe we could share a little bit of this food with Jesus. And the little boy was like, really? Could I, could I do something to bless Jesus? And I love that heart. I, well, <laughs> I clearly need help in that department, but you, like, I want to pray more that I can find ways that I could be generous to other people, that I can be filled with joy, filled with generosity, because out of that joy flows generosity, and out of generosity flows joy. It's like a beautiful cycle that keeps building each other. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I love what it says uh, in this scripture in Matthew 25, verse 40. It says, and the king will say, this is Jesus. I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. 
And so that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, actually, when you do help other people, you're not only blessing them, you're blessing me. That's what Jesus says. When we help others, we bless God. What a beautiful thing that we get to bless people, we get to bless God, and we are also blessed in the process. Isn't that great? And I love here at Lifehouse that we are able to partner with Tejas Asia, an incredible organization in India, helping poor kids in the slums that would not otherwise have any opportunity to get out of that cycle. But Tejas Asia comes into those areas and they, they offer education, they offer clean clothes, they offer a great nutritious meal. And these children are able to, through the help of these people, come out of the poverty cycle and that not only for that child but for their brothers and sisters for their family maybe even for the extended family and i was so encouraged by the story of this young girl this nine-year-old girl named depisha and she's such she's got such a beautiful smile and she had this incredible story of how she has been changed by the process, by joining this program in Tejas Asia, that she has three, three, others, three other brothers and sisters. So this young girl, her parents are from a whole different religion and Tejas Asia is a Christian organization and yet they are so thankful for what Tejas Asia has done in the life of their daughter. And now she has a dream. She has a vision for her future. She wants to be a teacher. She wants to be like those teachers in Tejas Asia that reached out a hand to her. She wants to be that hand to reach out to the next generation. We are impacting generations here, guys. It's incredible to see that even just a little bit goes a long way. You might not think that you have that much to offer, but like a little bit. Everybody offering a little bit actually adds up to a lot. And we can make a big difference with what we have, whether you have a lot or whether you don't have much at all. With whatever we have, come on. If we do to the least of these, then we are doing this to Jesus. Come on. Isn't that a beautiful thing that God calls us into partnership, into generosity with Him? And the final thing that I want to say is that we can be part of that miracle. Our little offering can help so many people. And I was so encouraged listening to one of our young guys, Kento, who's now our youth pastor here in Tokyo. He was telling us this story of how he first came to church. He was a, a poor uh, university kid. And, uh, you know, his family wasn't super pumped about him coming to church. So they're like, we're not going to support you going to church. We're not going to pay for your train. We're not going to do any of that. And so sometimes he would walk to church. But he had a friend, a leader, someone that, that believed in him, someone that, that wanted to help him. And so his friend was like, well, I'll, I'll pay for your train. What is it? 600 yen to, to pay for you to get to church round trip? Easy, easy. That's, that was nothing for his friend. And so he paid for him to come to church and Kento came to church. He got saved. He got baptized. Now he's married him and his wife, Emily, are leading the youth, doing incredible things that are blessing other people, that are impacting Japanese young people, impacting the next generation. But guess what? If somebody wasn't generous with 600 yen, who knows? 
what Kento's story would be like today. Who knows if he would be able to have that life change in his life and able to have that life change in other people's lives. You see, such a small thing has such a massive, eternal impact. Depisha and all those beautiful kids in Tejas Asia, they are hearing about God. That is eternal impact. Kento getting 600 yen to pay for just his train fare. He now he is preaching the gospel to another generation eternal impact guys we can be part of the miracle in fact God calls us to be part of the miracle he wants to partner with us to be part of the miracle he wants us to be his hands and feet to reach out and to help the people around us so just like that little boy, just like these other generous people, I am so inspired to be like them, to be able to offer what I have to Jesus and to see what Jesus will do to have an eternal impact. Because yep, there will be impact and, and betterment of people's lives here on earth. But ultimately, guys, we are here to bless the kingdom of God. And so I invite you as well. If you've been thinking, do I really have enough? If you've been doubting yourself, if you've been questioning, are you good enough or do you have anything to offer? Throw that off in Jesus' name. All right? You are enough. You have enough to impact the people around you. And I believe you will be blessed. You will experience joy and you will experience that, that the love and joy of generosity. So I'm so excited to be able to talk more on the rest of this series. Make sure you stick around. But before that, why don't we just pray together and I'm just going to pray for you that we would all be inspired to be able to live more generously. So if you would like to pray with me, why don't you raise your hands, close your eyes, and let's pray together. God, we thank you so much for today. We thank you that you are a generous God and that you invite us to be a part of the miracles, to be a part of your work here on earth. You didn't have to do that, God, but it brings you great joy to see us living generous lives. So God, I just pray that you would move in each one of our hearts, that you would spur us to be generous, that you would help us to look for moments that we could be generous, opportunities, that we could bless other people, whether it is with our finance, whether it's with our words or our actions or how we live our lives. God, we pray that we would be able to live generous, big, impacting lives, no matter how much or how little we have. God, we want to raise our hand like that little boy did and say, Jesus, what I have, I want to bring it to you. I want to give that to you. So what we have, God, I pray you bless it to bless others and to impact your kingdom eternally. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. And lastly, I just want to pray for anyone. If you don't yet know Jesus, or if you used to know Jesus, but you've fallen away, I want to give you the opportunity to believe in Jesus again or to come back to Him today. And all you need to know is that Jesus loves you so much that He died on a cross to take our sins away, to take our pain away, and He rose again three days later. He's alive today. That is how we can be generous. That is how we can know what joy is. That's how we can know what love is because God first loved us and He loves you so much and He wants a relationship with you. He wants to help your life. 
And so, if you want to start that relationship with Jesus or come back to Him, I'm going to count to three. I'm going to say now. And when I say now, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand and I'm going to pray for you. Are you ready? If you would like to believe in Jesus or come back to Him today, three, two, one, now. Why don't you raise your hand or make that decision in your heart? And I'm going to pray for you. Come on, I'm so excited that you're making this decision. Let's pray. God, I thank you for these amazing people making this decision right now. God, I pray you come into their life in a powerful way. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just set their hearts on fire, that they would feel your warmth and your love and your joy in their life and that all of those things from the past, the hurts, the sin, the shame is gone in Jesus' name. And now they have an incredible hope for the future in you, Jesus. We thank you and everyone said in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, I'm so excited for the series, guys. I hope that you tune in next week for another great message. But until then, hope you have a great week. We'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening today. We hope that God was able to speak to you through the message. If you consider Lifehouse your church home, or if you were blessed by these messages, then why not consider generously supporting us? Simply go to mylifehouse.com give and find the giving way that works best for you. Have a blessed day and we'll catch you all next time.